best we get in the mighty name of Jesus. Do you believe that? Say it loud. Amen. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. So last week we um, began to talk about wisdom. And we're going to be looking at different aspects of wisdom. But first we want to lay a very strong foundation on wisdom. Now, of course when we're talking about wisdom, we're talking about the wisdom of God. The one you should actually desire is the wisdom of God. And um, what's wisdom? Wisdom is knowing what to do and how to do it. Knowing what to do and how to do it. And we said that you can have knowledge without wisdom, but you cannot have wisdom without knowledge. Because in order for you to have the wisdom of God, you've got to have knowledge and then how to apply that knowledge. So wisdom is the right application of knowledge. Now, the Bible calls God the only wise God. God is not just wise. God is not just having all wisdom, but God is actually the only wise God. Meaning that if any other person has wisdom and they didn't get it from God, then it's not the right kind of wisdom. The wisdom of this world is not the right kind of wisdom. Okay? The wisdom of devils is not the right kind of wisdom. God is the only wise God. Look at Romans chapter 16, verse 27, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17, Jude chapter 1, verse 25. And the Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be what? Be established. So let's look at Romans, Romans chapter 16 and verse 25. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel, amen, and the word, the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began, but now made manifest and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations, according to the commandments of the everlasting God for the obedience to the faith, to God, only wise. New King James Version says, to God alone wise, be glory through Jesus Christ forever. God only wise. He is the only wise God. Now, sometimes when we face situations or circumstances, especially some of those ones that we know, sometimes we find some things challenging. Sometimes we are at a crossroads where we're like, hmm, to get out of this fix that I'm in, I can actually apply the wisdom of the world. But remember that when you're applying that wisdom of the world, it's actually not wisdom you're applying. Because God is the only wise. The only wise. Praise the Lord. So, meaning that what you have settled for is inferior. Inferior wisdom. And in so many areas of our lives, we would actually have to choose. The shortcuts... <laughs> Or the right way to do it. Because many times, the wisdom of this world is like a shortcut. You arrive at that destination faster. But you arrive there at the wrong way. And it always has repercussions. Now, before I talk about the wisdom of the world, or the wisdom of devils, let's look at the benefits of godly wisdom. What are the benefits of godly wisdom? Why is it so important to have the wisdom of God? Proverbs chapter 4, verses 5 to 9. Proverbs chapter 4, 
verses 5 to 9. You know, I was saying something the other day. Um, we were talking on the phone with, with someone. And then we were talking about the government and how a lot of people who get into government, especially in this nation, tend to embezzle funds, tend to steal. Okay? And <laughs> then I, I said something. I said, if anybody gets into the government and does not steal, is either one, the person has the wisdom of God, or two, the person is a fool. <laughs> there, there are no two ways about it. Why? Because the natural programming and the pressure the person will feel is, look, there's all this money that you are in charge of. Ah, just take a little. Okay. But those who really, really, really have the wisdom of God will stay clear of stealing. So what do we find out? We find out that a lot of people, once they are in a position where they have access to funds, government funds, company funds, they begin to embezzle and they begin to steal. Right. So we want to talk about when you use the wisdom of God, because if it's the wisdom of God, you will not steal. Praise the Lord. You will not steal. When it's the wisdom of God, why, why should I go through the pains of following the right way? Why should I seek for the wisdom of God? Why don't I just settle with the one that the whole world is operating in and a lot of people seem to be prospering? I mean, there's a case of someone who was arrested recently that the person has so much money, always posing with cars, brand new cars, you know, he's posted it on social media. <clears throat> And you see some young people connecting with this person on social media and saying, oh, you know, I tap, I tap into that grace. And, and, and they're also, they're also excited about it. And until the person was caught. And it was found out that, look, not only was the person stealing nationally, the person was stealing internationally. And now the person has to face, you know, a, the court in a foreign country. So, the natural tendency for most people is to want to do it the world's way, do it fast, make money, you know, ride the best cars. But, hmm, what are the repercussions of that? We'll come to that in a short while. But the wisdom of God, what's so special about the wisdom of God? What are the benefits of the wisdom of God? Proverbs chapter 4, verses 5 to 9, and then we'll look at Proverbs chapter 3, verses 13 to 24. So, let's move quickly. Amen. So the Bible says, get wisdom. <clears throat> Excuse me. Get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. That's wisdom. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will what? She will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory she will deliver to you. So the Bible first was, what, what, what are the benefits of godly wisdom? Godly wisdom is the principal thing, is the essential thing, is the most important thing. Praise the Lord. Wisdom will exalt you. That's the first benefit. It will exalt you, it will lift you up. When it's godly wisdom that you are employing, ultimately you'll be exalted. You'll be promoted. A lot of people, their pressure is, ah, 
you know, I want to make it big. I want to be promoted. And the wisdom of God will actually bring you promotion. Amen. It will lift you up if you really, really embrace that wisdom. Then the Bible also says, number two is that it's going to bring you honor. There are lots of rich people who lack honor. Why? Because people know how they made their money. You know how they made it. Some people, some ladies rise in a company, in a corporation. And you see the way all the people under them, all the people around them, treat them with disdain. You know, sometimes, I mean, they hide their feelings, but of course, behind their back. Why do they treat them? Because they know how they use worldly wisdom to get to that position. So they don't have honor. Bring you, get it out of honor. Even unbelievers will honor you. That's ah, okay. We know there are some, you know, rich people who are evil people, but this particular person ah, is a honorable person. Amen. It will give you respect. Amen. It will give you honor. Next, the Bible says it will place on your head the, an ornament of grace. You'll be wearing a crown, and that crown will be a crown of grace. That crown will be a, a, a crown of divine favor. Divine favor. What does divine favor mean? It means if I get into a place and the door is shut to everybody. In fact, they say, look, we're not attending to anybody anymore. By reason of that ornament of grace, when I get there, the same door that has been locked and people have been waiting and waiting will be opened for me. Amen. And by reason of that divine grace, I may even enter and people connected to me will also be able to enter. The wisdom of God is going to give you an ornament of grace. Divine favor, divine preference will be your portion. The Bible says next, a crown of glory, it will deliver to you. What's glory? The beauty of God, the presence of God. Hallelujah. The anointing of God. You will have the presence of God. You will have the glory of God. You will have the anointing of God. God will be with you everywhere that you are. Hallelujah. When you're in a situation and you need divine intervention, God's divine intervention will come because you have divine wisdom. The Bible says a, a crown of glory, it will deliver to you. When you have godly wisdom, when you pay the price to get the wisdom of God, hallelujah, when you stay with the wisdom of God. All right, let's go to Proverbs chapter 3 now and let's look at some more blessings of wisdom. Amen. So just, just write down, you know, as I'm talking about, I think we're at maybe number four or five. Amen. Proverbs, the third chapter. I'm going to read verses 13 to 24. So let's go. Oh, glory to God. The wisdom of God. Had there sometimes you are in a situation and you take a decision and the people around you are like, ah, you are a fool, you know? How can you take that kind of decision? And you know the decision you've taken is based on the fact that you are employing the wisdom of God. So they might have called you a fool. But you know what you are? You really are wise because you use the wisdom of God. And at the end of the day, you will outlast those people. And you will outlast them. Amen? You will outlast and outlast them in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. All right. So... Let's talk about, <clears throat> let's talk about the wisdom of God. Verse 13, verse 13, hallelujah. The Bible says, happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. In all our pursuits in life, what are we looking for actually? We want to be happy. 
Why do we get married? We think marriage is going to give us happiness. Why do we have children? We think children will give us happiness. We want to be happy. Praise the Lord. In fact, why do we want to be rich? We think the riches will give us what? Happiness. But the Bible says that happiness will come from what? From wisdom. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. So you will have happiness when you have the wisdom of God. Amen? Bible says her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. And look at this next one. I love this. Benefits of godly wisdom. Length of days is in her right hand. What's the other thing we're looking for? Length of days. We want to live long. We want to live long happily. You know, um, whenever stories are written for children, how does it always end? And they lived happily ever after. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Long life being happy. The Bible says both the happiness and the long life is in wisdom. Now, now look at this next one, next benefit. The Bible actually says in our left hand, there are what? Riches and honor. We talked about honor earlier. Riches. So all this struggling and wanting to do things the world's way and all, you know, all the hustling. The Bible says that if you actually apply the wisdom of God, the riches will still come. Amen. It says, in her left hand, riches and honor. So I love that. You know, some people are rich, but they don't have the long life to enjoy it. But the Bible is saying, with wisdom, and you're walking in godly wisdom, the left hand of wisdom, huh? what does it have? Riches and honor. And on the right, what does it have? Length of days. So you have years upon years, decades upon decades, to enjoy the blessings of God. Then the Bible says that our ways are ways of pleasantness. And all her paths are what? Are peace. So what does that mean? You're employing the wisdom of God. There will be pleasantness all around you. Praise the Lord. You will be a pleasant person when you're applying the wisdom of God. I always say this, that look, when people start pretending, and that's part of the wisdom of the world. The wisdom of the world is very pretentious. That's not the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is real. You can afford to be yourself because why? your heart is pure and you have pure intentions. Amen? Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are what? Are peace. So when you're operating in the wisdom of God, what do you have? You have a pathway of peace. Let's go on. She's a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy are all who what? Who retain her. Now what does that mean? It means that springing out of you when you're operating in godly wisdom will be life. Will be life. Will be productivity. Will be increase. Will be enlargement. Because wisdom is springing up inside of you as a tree of, of life. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth and by understanding he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths were broken up and clouds dropped down the dew. My son, let, not, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and what? And discretion. So there will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then you will walk safely in your way and your feet will not stumble. I love that. What will you have when you have wisdom? You will have safety. You know, sometimes when some funny things, some weird things happen to people, when you examine the situation, you say, ah, ah, no, this person did not apply godly wisdom. Hello. When you apply godly wisdom, the Bible says you will walk out. You walk safely. And your feet will not what? Will not stumble. Your feet will not stumble. 
you will have stability in life. Glory to God. You won't be someone who, you know, you have success today, and the next day something catastrophic has happened. Or you've made the wrong decision, and then you've lost all the money. You know, the Bible says your foot will not stumble. You will have progress. You will have progressive success. Hallelujah. When you have godly wisdom. Then the next one says, when you lie down, you will not be afraid. There will be no anxiety. When you're praising godly wisdom, when you have the wisdom of God in your heart, in your life, you will be, you know, calm. You won't be anxious. You will not be afraid. The Bible says, yes, you will lie down. And I love this one. And your sleep will be sweet. That's the next benefit. Sweet sleep. The wisdom of God. Wisdom of God. Sweet sleep. You know, eh? Do you know that um, people who have committed a crime, sometimes they can't, in fact, not sometimes, maybe a lot of times, they don't end up enjoying the <laughs> money or whatever that they got from that crime. Why? I remember one man who had committed a crime. This was um, in the United States of America. He had killed someone <clears throat> and um, the police researched, they did everything. And they, they couldn't actually pinpoint the crime to him. And it took years. But they never gave up on the case. You know, because the way things work in that country, sometimes they put the file somewhere, and then they will bring in a new, um, a new officer and hand over that case to that person. Then the person will begin to pour through the evidence again. So anyway, after about 15 years or so, finally, they were able to get enough evidence to realize it was this man. So, when they went to arrest him, you know what the man said? He said, ah, finally. <laughs> Why? He said he had lived he already. That he, he was always afraid that, look, one day, one day, the police will come and arrest him. One day, one day, the police. So, even though he wasn't caught yet, it was as if he was in a prison already. So, when they finally caught him, it was a relief that, okay, <laughs> now I can start serving the sentence, whatever the sentence is. So at the end of the day, those who commit crime, eh, they don't have peace. They lie down and they're afraid. But the Bible says that when you employ the wisdom of God, you will lie down and your sleep will, will be what? Will be, will be sweet. The wisdom of God. Very recently, there's a, there's a story in this country about a, a young man who was working in a factory and um, his brother happened to live in a foreign country, and the brother wanted to build a house in their village. So he sent some money to his younger brother to help him to put up the house. Now, that younger brother was working in a, a factory with somebody he considered a friend, who had been his friend maybe for a few years. So when the brother sent, I think it was 13 million naira, and he received the alert on his phone, he showed this his friend. He showed his friend the alert that, oh, my brother has sent this money. And, you know, he thought everything was good, but this friend was so wicked. He began to calculate in his mind, the wisdom of the world, how he was going to get the money from this young man. He en ended up getting the password of this, his friend's phone. He killed the friend, you know, beheaded the friend, buried the head somewhere else. And then he started spending the, the money with some people who helped him to, you know, get into the accounts and all that. Anyhow, so they began to investigate. And finally, the police, thank God for the police in this country too. Amen. 
and they were able to connect the crime to this, to this man. And um, when they caught him in a hotel, where he'd been taking girls and all that, you know, he said since he stole the money, actually, he has not had peace. But he said he was being hunted. What am I talking about? He got the money, didn't he? But he got it out. Wisdom of the world. Did he enjoy it? He didn't enjoy it. But the wisdom of God. The Bible says when you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. You won't need to be running from pillar to post. Hallelujah. So, the wisdom of God is good. The wisdom of God will bring us happiness. It will bring us length of days. It will give us riches and honor. It will bring us peace. It will give us safety and quietness. It will give us sound sleep. Amen? The wisdom of God will keep us from stumbling. Also, the wisdom of God will enable you to build. The wisdom of God will enable you to build. The Bible says in Proverbs 24, 3, through wisdom is a house built, by understanding it is established. Then the Bible says in Proverbs 14, 1, a wise woman builds her house. So wisdom will enable you to build. Then wisdom is a defense, Ecclesiastes 7, 12. The wisdom of God is a defense. Next, the wisdom of God is better than weapons. If you have to choose between weapons and the wisdom of God, please take the wisdom of God. The Bible says it is better than weapons, Ecclesiastes 9.18. Then the Bible also says the wisdom of God is better than strength, Ecclesiastes 9.16. The wisdom of God is better than what? Than strength. Because if you have strength and you don't have, you don't have wisdom, you will actually just be expending strength. You're going to be expending energy. And you're going to be wasting time and resources. Amen? The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 10.10, 10, if the axe is dull, and it does not wet the edge, or it does not sharpen the edge, then it will use more strength. But wisdom is profitable to direct. Ecclesiastes 10, 10. So what does that mean? That when you lack wisdom, you end up wasting time and resources. You're using more energy on something that, you know, just a, you know, a, little, a, a little release of wisdom from God, and you know how to, how to do it right and save time. Wisdom is what? It's profitable. Wisdom is profitable. Wisdom is profitable. Wisdom has so many benefits. The wisdom of God is going to bring you life. Amen? Ecclesiastes 7.12. The wisdom of God will bring you life. And then wisdom will bring commendation. The wisdom of God will bring you commendation. Proverbs 12.8. Now, the wisdom of God, when you have it and you apply it, it also causes you to stay clear of sin. Now, that statement that I just made is very deep, but think about it for a moment. When you have the wisdom of God, it would actually make you steer clear of sin. But now, let me balance that. Do you know some wise people who, as far as we know, even got their wisdom from God, but morally they were not upright? Can you think of anyone like that? Who comes to mind? He's a popular person in the Bible. <laughs> huh? The King Solomon. <laughs> Isn't it? Clear, clear of sin. Why did Solomon, who had so much wisdom, that the Bible says he was wiser than all men, he was wiser than Ethan, he was wiser than Chaco. Ah! Why did he now have 300 wives and 700 concubines? <laughs> Is it a contradiction? No. If there was something Solomon talked about consistently, you see, he talked about the danger of the strange woman. Look at Proverbs chapter 2, verse 16. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 16. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 16. 
Amen. Maybe I should even read from verse 11. It says, discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths, to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. So the, he knew that, look, the wisdom of God is supposed to do what? To deliver you from the strange woman. Look at Proverbs 5.3. Proverbs 5.3. This is the man who has wisdom. Whom God gave a lot of wisdom. And he continually talks about the challenge of the strange woman. Look at Proverbs chapter 5. Verse 3. For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey. And her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she's bitter as one with sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Amen. It says, our feet go down where? To death. Hmm. Death? Oh, yeah. That's the only way an immoral woman will take one. Okay? And it may be an immoral man, so will take one. All right. Our feet go down to death. Our steps lay hold of hell. Said, lest you ponder her path of life. Her ways are unstable and you do not know them. Very slippery. Therefore, hear me now, my children, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Remove your way far from her. Do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your ears to the cruel one. Lest aliens be filled with your wealth and your labors go to the house of a foreigner, and you mourn at last, when your flesh and your body are consumed, and say, how I have hated instruction, and my heart despised, despised correction. Then it goes on to advise. Drink water from your own cistern, running water you know, let it be only, only yours. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice. Now, look at verse 18. Look at this very, very important statement. Call him coming from a man with 1,000 women. He says, what? Let your fountain be blessed and what? Rejoice with thee. Not the wives. The wife of your youth. Let her be as a loving, dear and a graceful doll. Let her breast satisfy you at all times. Always be enraptured with her love. There are so many scriptures. If you look at chapter 6, verse 24, you look at chapter, you know, chapter 7, you look at chapter 22, you look at chapter 23, you look at Ecclesiastes 7. He kept on talking about the problem of the strange woman. So, how come Solomon had so much wisdom of God, yet, when he came to this area of morality, he wasn't able to do it. Now, the wisdom of God is one thing. Your will is another thing. In order for you to apply the wisdom of God in the area of morality, in order for you to have purity, you have to combine that wisdom. You know the know-how. You must now combine it with your own will to want to do how. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You have the know-how. To now do it must be the determination of your will. To make sure you do the right thing. Now, one area where you must seek for the wisdom of God is in the area of purity. You must seek for wisdom in the area of sexual purity. In fact, listen to this. Before you seek for wisdom for success, and we'll talk about that. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Not today, we'll talk about that on a later date. Make sure you first of all seek for wisdom for purity. Why? Once you are successful, you become more attractive to the agents of Satan and to 
evil women. Once you become what? More successful. That's how it works. Whether you're a male or a female. Some people who will never greet you. <laughs> when you they waka. <laughs> when you just say waka. Eh? Waka waka. Some people who will never greet you. Hey! Now show up with um, what's this car that they used to call pure water? Honda. Is it Honda Civic now? <laughs> Honda Civic. Honda Accord. Okay. Honda Accord. Pure water. Eh? Show up with ordinary pure water. Hey! All of a sudden, say, I want you greet us. We are greeting you. <laughs> and you are like, ah, you've been seeing me all this while. You never greeted me. Say, ah, no, eh, we never saw you. Eh? What are they greeting? They are not greeting you. They are greeting the new car. <laughs> Success is very, very attractive. So that's why, first of all, master purity. Now, the thing about the wisdom of God is that it's manifold. Ephesians 3.10 says that. Wisdom of God is manifold. So if you have wisdom in an area, it does not mean you're going to have wisdom in another area. That's why you see some people who are Christians. They are Christians. Are you listening to me? Sometimes they're even ministers. And they seem to have a very successful ministry. How could they have built that successful ministry? Some of them built it with the wisdom of God. Of course, some people did the, they used the other way. <laughs> but there are some who started outright, used the wisdom of God. But then you see some of their marriages and their children. And you are wondering that, ah! How can this great man of God have such a chaotic marriage? Huh? Disastrous home. Why? He's a, he has wisdom for ministry, but he does not have wisdom for marriage. We must ask. In fact, do you know there's no limit to the wisdom of God that you can ask for? And that's why the Bible says that if we lack wisdom, we should ask for it. Sometimes you look at the particular area of your life and you're like, hmm. I lack wisdom in this area. Amen. Sometimes the will is even there. But then you lack the wisdom. You now need to ask God for wisdom. And if the wisdom is there and the will is not there, you have to make sure the will is there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, so those are the benefits of wisdom. Now, God's wisdom is different from worldly wisdom. Amen. The wisdom of the world and the wisdom of God, they are very, very different. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 to 8. I hope you're getting something from this message. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verses 6 to 8. It says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Yet, not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Now, KJV says, that verse 6, it says that, you know, the wisdom of this age, or the rulers of this age, which are coming to not. Now, that word not is the Greek word katagio. Katagio. And what does that mean? He says it means entirely useless. The wisdom of this world, the wisdom of devils, will be entirely useless. Katsaji also means abolished. The wisdom of the, you operate it, but realize that whatever it has produced will be abolished. Then the Bible also says that word katsaji is also cease. It means, katsaji means to become known. 
It means it will fail. It means it will lose. It means it will vanish away. In fact, I like this one. Katsaji also means we'll make void. We'll make empty. And isn't that what happens when we employ the wisdom of the world? At the end of the day, it brings emptiness. Okay? Then it says also, Katsaji also means put down. Hmm? It will put down. It will bring down. And then Katsaji also means destruction. So the wisdom of the world, the wisdom of men, will bring destruction. On Wednesday, we read James chapter 3, verse 15, where the Bible says that, you know, if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, don't glory or lie against the truth. We say that wisdom is not from God. It is earthly, it is sensual, and it is what? It is devilish. So the wisdom of the world is crafty. Are you listening to me? The wisdom of the world is crafty. The kind of wisdom that Jonadab gave Ammon. Crafty. And how did it end up? Remember what we said, that the wisdom of God comes to naught. How did it end up? Destruction. It was destroyed. Killed like a fool. Okay? That's what the wisdom of God, that's what it produces. Right? The wisdom, I mean, that's what the wisdom of the world produces. Okay? It produces destruction. The wisdom of the world is pure evil. At the end of the day, when you look at it, the wisdom of the world is, is pure evil. Pure evil. I mean, think about the story I shared about earlier. Because of 12 or 13 million, you behead a friend. That's wickedness. That's horrible. That's the wisdom of the world. Okay? The wisdom of the world schemes things that uh, are appalling. Look at the counsel that Ahitophel. The counsel that Ahitophel gave to Absalom. In 2 Samuel chapter 16, verses 20 to 23. Just sleep with all your father's wife. In the sight of everybody. Ah, ah, wickedness. That's the wisdom of the world. Wickedness. Uh, and this was a man. Ahitophel was a man that started with the counsel of God. Wisdom of God. But he embraced the things of the world. And you know, it became, it became foolish. It became, it became wickedness. The wisdom of the world makes people scheme. Especially in the area of money. Like the unjust steward. But where does it lead to? It always leads also to destruction. Let me read quickly Luke chapter 16, verses 1 to 23. Luke chapter 16, verses 1, 1 to 13. The unjust steward. He made it financially. His master called and said, I'm hearing you are wasting my goods. Okay, look, you can't be a steward anymore. Ah, when he heard that, he said, eh? <laughs> he said, to dig, I cannot dig up. To beg. Ah, I'm ashamed. I know what I'm going to do. So, they called the people who are owing his boss. How much are you owing? They began to change the figures. Huh? And all of them were happy. What if somebody is owing, owing maybe 70 million before? And you now tell him to change it to 5 million? Ah, he will be your friend forever. So, all of them were so excited. Now, what did Jesus Christ close that story with? He said, make yourselves friends of mammon so that they will receive you into everlasting destruction. That's what he closed it with. So what does that mean? We can operate the wisdom of the world. It can bring sudden wealth. But at the end of that sudden wealth is going to be ultimate destruction. Every time you are at a crossroad and you are wondering, which one do I pick? The wisdom of God? Oh, <coughs> let me use the wisdom of the world. Just realize that the wisdom of the world will always bring destruction. Now listen, sometimes the destruction is not even a long one. Sometimes it doesn't even take time. Sometimes it's instant. There was a lady who said she was um, going out with this guy 
Um, and they've been going out for some years. And at that time, she was already 29. And at 29, as a lady, what are you thinking of? Ah, marriage now. Abby, marriage. That's the normal thing at 29. So she had this relationship with this man. And then the man just called her up one day and said, you know what? I'm moving back to my hometown, which is, you know, in a different state, very, very far away. Uh, and so we need to break the relationship. Oh, when she heard that, because she'd been pinning her hopes on him. Like, ah, no, 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 no. Let me save this relationship. So what did she do? She now thought, okay, let me also transfer myself to that state. So she went and met her company and told them that, look, can you transfer me to so so and so? Finally, those ones transferred her. And she told the guy, oh, now I've gotten this transfer. And the guy told her, we're still not going to go out. I'm done with you. I'm done. So even if you move to that state, I'm done. And she went back to her company and said, okay, look, I don't want to go anymore. And he said, sorry, we filled your position. So her own was what? <laughs> Wisdom of the world. Instant what? Destruction. She couldn't get her job back. Now she was without a boyfriend and she was without a job. My friends, apply the wisdom of God. Amen. What would the wisdom of God have told her? Look, God, you are the only one who provides a spouse. Hello? And if somebody does not want me anymore, you will provide my own spouse. Let us always choose the wisdom of God. Don't be so desperate to get money. Amen? Wait on God. The wisdom of God is very patient. Praise the Lord. The wisdom of God will always do it right. Remember what we said last week. There's no right way to do what is wrong. That's the wisdom of God. You are not looking for one way. Uh, you're staying with the wisdom of God. And remember the benefits of wisdom. The wisdom of God is going to bring us happiness. It will bring us peace. It will bring us safety. Hallelujah. It will bring us long life. It will bring us honor. Glory to God. The riches that we even want, the wisdom of God, will ultimately also bring us those riches. The wisdom of God will bring us grace. His divine favor will come with that wisdom. The wisdom of God will also bring us health. The wisdom of God will bring us sound sleep. The wisdom of God will bring us long life. What should you be asking for this morning? The wisdom of God. Bow your heads and begin to talk to God. And ask God for his divine wisdom. God, I want your divine wisdom. And every time that I'm at a crossroad, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, to always choose your divine wisdom. Every time I'm at a crossroad. When the counsel from the world comes, God, help me to stay with your own counsel, to stay with your own word, to stay with your truth in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's talk to him this morning. Let's talk to him and say, God, I want more. Perhaps there's a particular area of your life that you even feel that you lack wisdom. You can ask God for that wisdom this morning. Ask God for that wisdom this morning. See, in this area of my life, I seem to be marking time. Or perhaps you even realize there's an area where things are going well, but you know you got there. Employing the wisdom of God. You can ask God and say, God, I'm sorry. Please help me. Please help me. I don't want to be destroyed. Help me, oh God, to right the wrong. And from now on, to Let's talk to him this morning. Let's talk to him this morning. Senior pastor is going to come right now. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray. There's a woman who is watching right now. There's a woman who is watching right now. In your marriage, you've employed a lot of worldly wisdom. And you know it has caused a lot of damage. 
and you're wondering, can this ever be fixed? Things have gone so far. And God says, I should tell you, is anything too hard for me? Is anything too difficult? If you will surrender to me, says God, and you will open your heart to me completely, I will fix it. Because I'm God who is able to turn things around. I will turn around your situation. And I will turn around your marriage and bring back peace and joy into your home, says the Spirit of the Lord. Let's talk to God. Let's talk to him this morning. Father, we pray for everyone under the sound of our voice all over the world, wherever they may be. We ask, oh God, that those who are already walking in the wisdom of the world, the wisdom of the ungodly, and are already on the pathway to hell and destruction, Father, stretch your mercy and compassion and cause them a heart of turn around in Jesus' name. Father, those who are seeking you for wisdom, reaching a crossroad and saying, Father, what do I do? What choices do I make? Let your voice and your wisdom be clear to them in the name of Jesus. If you are listening right now and you are not born again or you are backsliding, I want to just pray for you. Put your hand on your chest now to commit your life to Christ and set your life on the pathway of life. Put your hand on your chest and say after me, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I surrender my heart to you. I'm sorry for my sins. I have strayed from the way of life. Accept me. Wash me by your blood. Make me your child. Write my name in your book of life. From today, I invite Jesus to come into my heart and be my Lord and personal Savior. Jesus, I will serve you all the days of my life. No turning back. From now on, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Well, congratulations. If you surrendered your life to Christ, congratulations, congratulations. You need to start thinking of a Bible.